Hello, and welcome to Just Add Coffee. I'm Amanda, the voice and creative mindset behind this podcast. And this is the very first episode, and I am so excited, but I'm also pretty nervous. I've been formulating this podcast for mm, over a year, and I finally gathered the courage to sit down and record it and put it out there. So I really, really hope you guys enjoy it. I wanted to give a little background on how I came up with the name. So it comes from childhood memories of sitting at the dining room table with my grandma during breakfast, and we would read the comics together, and we'd also have coffee. Now, granted, at the time, my coffee was mostly warm milk and sugar, but that didn't take away from the special time that we had together. And now, as an adult, it is one of my most treasured memories. And I am also admittedly addicted to coffee, and anyone that knows me in the slightest is aware that I'm always down for a hot cup of coffee and a good chat, which can be really healing for the soul. So... In any situation, I say, just had coffee. Okay, see what I did there? (laughs) I am currently drinking coffee, um, and it's in my hot mess mug, which you may have seen on Instagram. And this mug was a birthday gift from my mom. What can I say? She knows her daughter very well. I like to throw out a disclaimer. I am in no way, shape, or form a mental health professional. I'm simply speaking from my experiences and the research that I've done on the topics that I'd like to discuss as this podcast moves forward. I'm also going to include trigger warning here. Um, So some of the things that I may talk about will be uncomfortable for some, and I will be speaking about things like mental health and abusive situations codependency, narcissism, and a bunch of other subjects that very well just might crack your soul wide open. And the main goal with this podcast is to reach out and be a support system to those who may have endured similar situations to mine. I want to validate and empower those people who have gone through what I have. And I also want to bring education to people. So maybe you know somebody that's like me, or maybe you're just curious about what codependency is or what an unhealthy relationship can look like. Maybe you're curious about trauma or CPTSD and how those are born. All right. So now that's all established, I want to dive right in and I want to talk about unhealthy coping mechanisms. So this is something that's been laying heavily on the forefront of my mind for quite some time. Are you sitting there saying to yourself, gee, Amanda, what's an unhealthy coping mechanism? Well, I'll tell you. So basically what it is, is a behavior that does not resolve the problem long term. And it actually might increase your anxiety or stress, and it can even bring you harm. So while you're using unhealthy coping mechanisms, you may feel as if you're having the desired effect, but it's going to be short term. So some examples are speeding or reckless driving. Let's say you're really upset and that adrenaline is just flowing through your veins. So you go for a drive. 
and the angrier you get, the faster you go. That's dangerous. Or maybe biting your nails when you're nervous. It might feel good to kind of get that stress release going, but it's not a long-term solution and you're just ruining your nails. Um, Also becoming aggressive towards someone who's upset you, and that can include projection and disassociation. And then there's also things like self-medicating or substance abuse, and even denial. And I can guarantee that we are all guilty of using one or more of these coping mechanisms at some point in our life. And these unhealthy coping mechanisms are born from prolonged periods of extreme stress or trauma. So like I said before, when you're using them, they'll feel good and it'll be a temporary solution, but it's not going to last and it's not going to resolve any problem that you might be having. So I'd like to give you a couple of examples that come to mind of times that I have used unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I really don't mind being vulnerable and open with you and getting personal about my experiences as long as I can help someone by doing so. So anybody that knows me, what I'm about to say is not going to come to any surprise or shock. Those who may not know me, or maybe have never shared this with you before, you might have your socks blown off. Are you ready? I have never been in a healthy romantic relationship. <gasps> I know. But reflecting back on a particular relationship of mine, I remember using alcohol to get by. So it started off as a celebratory night, and on my way home from work, I stopped and picked up some beer and a bottle of wine. The wine was for me. If anyone's interested, I really like sangria uh, and any white wine you can throw at me. Anyway, (laughs) I don't drink often, nor do I drink to get drunk, but for about a three-month period, I was getting a nightly buzz to make my situation more tolerable, and looking back, I can blatantly see how this could have easily developed into something really dangerous, and I am fully well aware that it was unhealthy, but it was working at the time. Now, in hindsight, Everything is 2020, and I should have taken a good hard look in the mirror, recognized what I was doing, and I should have done everything I possibly could to get out of that situation. But being a codependent in an unhealthy mindset in an unhealthy relationship, that was not apparent to me at the time, and it really has taken a long time for me to actually recognize that looking back. Thankfully, though, I'm out of that situation and I have been for quite some time. So I am on a healing journey. I'm moving on and I'm able to finally own up and rectify the damaging behavior that I put myself through. So another example of an unhealthy coping mechanism is denial. And surprise, surprise, this is going to come from the same relationship. So denial was my best friend and my greatest confidant for six years. It was all the excuses I made for his behavior. It was the denial that I was being mistreated. I was giving the benefit of the doubt 
And maybe if I made this small change or I fixed this particular behavior, then I would get treated better. But guess what? It didn't matter. Nothing changed. I didn't want to see anything for what it was. But when all you know is fight or flight, red flags and butterflies all feel the same. That's a quote from Cindy Cherie, and it's one of my absolute favorites. So when you get into a place of a denial and you settle in, it puts a veil over you. And the more denial you're in, the thicker that veil becomes. And this makes it extremely difficult to identify and fix any problem. And then you just end up digging yourself a deeper hole. With denial, you start to accept behavior that you normally wouldn't. And you also might exhibit behavior that you normally wouldn't. But then when you have a break in clarity and you address those problematic behaviors, you might come off looking like the crazy one and that you're the one who has a problem and you're the one that needs to change. That is a perfect environment for gaslighting to come in and play. And gaslighting does not want to take its ball and go home. That's probably another topic for a different day. But I want you to understand something. You're not crazy. You're seeing things clearly. Your reality is true. And you deserve to be heard and validated for what you're feeling and allow yourself grace. And I know it's easier said than done, but try to show yourself the same compassion and love that you would show to anyone that's closest to you. All right. So now are you thinking, uh, hey, Amanda, how are some ways that we can break these unhealthy behaviors? I'm glad you asked. I've got some great points um, that we can go over. So the first one is ask for support from a friend or even a professional. I am all for talking to family and friends. You want to pick somebody that you truly trust, someone that you can be very open and honest with, and that will hold little to no judgment. And while this can be really helpful, I highly encourage you to also seek therapy. I work in healthcare. And I believe seeking therapy for mental health should be just as commonplace as seeing a physician for your physical health. Another thing you can do is to create a to-do list. And this doesn't have to be a massive or a super lofty list. It's better if you start with something that's easily attainable and short. So maybe the list only contains three to five things. And those are small things that you'd like to accomplish. And making it self-care oriented will make it seem way more achievable. And it could be something as simple as drinking water, eating, taking a shower, brush your teeth, watching a movie maybe that you've been really wanting to see, or even crack open a book that you've been dying to read. Now, I know those things might seem silly, but when you're codependent, you put everyone else's needs and wants above your own, and therefore you put yourself on the back burner. So making this a self-care driven list is a good step in the right direction. Setting a higher achieving list is totally fine, but it may end up feeling like another task, which can be super overwhelming. 
Another thing that you can do to overcome these unhealthy coping mechanisms is engage in problem solving. And this kind of coincides with the to-do list a little bit. So set goals to solve your problems. Ask yourself, what can I do to fix my problems in a healthy way? Let me say that again. What can I do to fix my problems in a healthy way? And I know that can be a foreign mindset, but these are indeed just that, your problems, and you are the only one who can figure out how to solve them. Another thing we can do is establish healthy boundaries. If there is a toxic person in your life, tell them you are not going to spend any more time with them if they continue to treat you less than. And this does not matter the facet of the relationship. So romantic, platonic, work-related, parent, any family member, it doesn't matter. If there is a toxic person in your life, take steps to remove them. And then also we can just walk away, leave a situation or a person that's causing you this stress. And I know that the last two can be extremely difficult, especially if you have unrecognized and unresolved trauma. And setting boundaries with people who have walked all over you will be an absolute shock to their system. They will not recognize who you are becoming, and they are so used to getting whatever they want from you that the first time you tell them no, it's going to feel like a direct gut punch to their soul. And you may feel a little uneasy yourself, but that's totally okay. You are creating a new you, a healthier you. One who does no harm, but takes no shit. And if you have set a boundary with someone that you never have before, I know it feels really foreign and we are going against our people pleasing behavior, but I want you to know that I am so proud of you. And as you keep setting and enforcing boundaries, it will start to feel more and more natural. And I promise you it's going to feel so, so good. Speaking strictly to walking away, (laughs) I will always remember something that my mom said to me a long time ago, and it has proven true more than once. She said, when you've had enough, you'll know. Let that sink in for a minute. When you've had enough, you'll know. That was really good advice, mom. She also told me, if you listen to your mother, your life will be a whole lot easier. And you know what? She was right. Hey, mom, you should write all these things down and publish them because there's a lot of people out there that need to hear this. So one day, you may look at yourself in the mirror or maybe look at the partner who's mistreating you and has therefore helped birth all these unhealthy coping mechanisms and say, you know what, that's it. I'm done and I will not allow this to happen anymore. And that can be a really scary place to be, but I promise you, you will be okay and you will feel better as time goes on. Take it from me, I've been there and I'm walking there now.
I really appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to me ramble on. And I really hope that I was able to reach somebody, help empower and lift someone up, and maybe even bring some education and knowledge to somebody out there. You guys take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And I'll talk to you soon.